What's up then, listeners? Welcome to another episode of the Midge and the Keg NFL podcast. Host as usual, Midge, alongside my co-host, Keg. Hello, And joining us today for our Green Bay Packers off-season talk episode, we have Matt joining us today. How are we doing today, Matt? Doing great, guys. Appreciate you guys connecting. Um, I'm excited to talk Packers. I normally talk Packers pretty much all the time, but now with um, some gentlemen across the pond, so that'll be a little fun little different wrinkle in my uh, general chatter. Awesome stuff. Well, hope it won't be too difficult for you. Um, so before we start, Matt, I'll let you um, with everything you do. I know you've got several pages. I'll let you um, reel them off. It's probably easier for you to reel them off rather than me. Uh, but just sort of explain to our listeners the pages you work for and then things like that. I'll let you have the floor. No doubt. Appreciate that. Um, so first and foremost, uh, Pack-A-Day podcast is kind of where I got my footing um, legitimizing my Packers takes. Uh, it's our podcast. We're coming up on our thousandth episode in like a couple weeks here. So that's pretty cool. Awesome. Um, you can check that out. We're actually just getting into our draft season right now, which is a ton of fun. It forces me to learn more about the draft. Sometimes I'm a little bit passive. Sometimes I like to go all the way in, but it, like it helps me focus on my energy. So check those out every day. I also recently joined forces with uh, some other colleagues in the Packers blogosphere at Game on Wisconsin. Been crushing content there. Um, our draft guys that do articles are incredible. Like they come up with one like every like four or five times a day, just different profiles and stuff. So it's great, great resource there to at least reference off maybe some of the bigger talking heads. Get something that's more, more gauged towards your Packers fandom. We also are wrapping up our. Uh, game on wisconsin turnout of hate right now which is like we seated all 64 personalities accordingly just like the march madness bracket that's going on um rated them rank them i have a, a message that i need to put out the final four which we're calling the frustrating four um we got some four seed we got the seeds coming out here i see i see an eight seed sneaking through here in the new orleans region so i'm excited to finish that out and see where everyone votes um it's been that's been an absolute blast and then other than that you can find me on twitter at matt underscore fray underscore that's at m-a-t-t underscore f-r-a underscore always always willing to chop it up with some people whether it's uh any sport and hip-hop music i'm into that but mostly packers is where you can find me and uh going back and forth with that stuff oh awesome awesome stuff busy busy man you are so that's all good um we'll jump right into it matt so we'll talk about green bay now Obviously, I mean, look, every time it sort of comes about, I mean, it's rarely you guys never win your division. You know, you're always mm-hmm. going to be up there. Um, 13 and 3, I mean, I think you're a 5 and 1 division wise, division record. You know, it was very, you know, you don't want to say it was easy, but it was very, fairly straightforward. Aaron Rodgers just played out of his mind. Like, you know, seeing Aaron Rodgers play out of his mind, but he played out of his mind just entirely on a different level. You know, he obviously won the MVP. He was outstanding. That offense was like ranked just just below, you know, just in second. You know, it was unbelievable. The the you know the touchdowns. Monte Adams was reeling it off. He, everything he done, he just made everyone better. It was just it was a joy to watch. Sometimes just watching you guys on offense. Um, defensively, you know, it wasn't like I think you were literally like in the middle of the pack, like 15th ranked. So it was like just enough to sort of get through. Some players, you know, like Jerry Alexander had an All Pro year. He was he was fantastic. Um, you know, you got some nice key players on there. Obviously, we'll sort of skip to it. I mean, obviously, you had an absolute outstanding game against the Rams, who were like the number one ranked defense, and you mm-hmm. and you tore them apart. You know, that let's just cut to that. You you just tore, tore them apart. It was such a game to watch. Me like, oh, is this going to be a hiccup? Who's going to out outsmart who? And and Aaron Rodgers just absolutely outclassed that defense. He was absolutely amazing. 
in that game in Lambeau. And then obviously you had you had it in your sights. You had Tampa coming to Lambeau. You're like, right, you know, this this could be it. And it was going to be such an exciting game. And uh, it was quite a hard game. So as much as I remember when I was watching that game, there was there was a lot that went on. And you just think it was sort of a game that sort of slipped out the fingertips a little bit. I mean, coming from yourself, obviously, as a Packers fan and everything, I mean... It obviously hurts. NFC, you know, championship game is, I think, possibly even just about as worse as a Super Bowl loss. You know, it feels that that's so close yet so far. I mean, how did you make of it? I mean, is it classed as a disappointing season for Green Bay? Um, first of all, you laid that out pretty well. Um, I, you know, it's it's one of those things where I, no one really predicted them to go thirteen three again. Um, I think most people because we've seen rookie coaches come in and maybe have some great success. We saw that with our division with Matt Nagy a few years ago, going 12 and four. Um, personally, when I did my uh, ranking or when I did my prediction, I had them going 13 and three when we, when I personally broke down the season, um, I was shocked that they ended up getting 13 wins just because I thought I was going to see some regression there. And especially when they just dropped a couple games, you know, here and there that I didn't think they should have, but is, is it a disappointing season? Yeah, because, you know, you got to the NFC Championship game last year. You, I mean, you added a few pieces, you lost a few, but like you think you would have maybe been able to push through. Um, but unfortunately, Tom Brady switches conferences and you have to go up against him. And then you have an absolute just, I mean, you like you said, slips through your fingertips. I mean, you kind of just like shit down your leg. Like that's really what had happened in the NFC Championship game. And that's just what it was there's a few game there's a few plays where it's just like if that goes a different way or like if that play is just incomplete even like we're good we're set but that didn't happen um you mentioned the rams game i was actually fortunate enough to go to that game i had a buddy reach out to me and like they're limited seating so that was absolutely incredible um was it like was it john wofford was their quarterback or something like that and i was like okay this is fine aaron donald's getting chippy with our second year linemen like like it was just like it was an awesome vibe to be at and just a completely different experience than I've ever been at Lambeau Field. I try to get to a game every, you know, every year since I live in Green Bay. It's kind of like it's kind of it's not that difficult, but I put a lot of energy towards doing that. So as the fact that I was able to get to a game during the pandemic was nuts. Um that game, yeah, like you said, we kind of handled them. Good defense, didn't really have many issues, but rounding out with that NFC Championship game. I mean, we're the Packer fans like we you, you mentioned like we've had success midge we usually above the the number one or number two in the conference thankfully or excuse me in the division right now all three teams are kind of going through a restructure um you know lions and bears specifically vikings are still trying to try to grab onto the grasp like that talent that they've had but overall uh, you know our expectation at least mine is to win a few playoff games have a shot at the Super Bowl and we did that but just to have it come down to like I said five or six plays where it's just it doesn't go your way um is super unfortunate and it's not like Tom Brady played out of his mind um like he did with New England it's you did this to yourself and that's like the toughest thing for a lot of Packers fans and you know a lot of Packer fans again Kevin King just got re-signed and a lot of people had Kevin King on our, our tournament of hate bracket. He was advancing quite a ways. He made, he made a decent run, but he did not, not to the final four. So it's, we were, it's a we were so surprised to see him re-signed. Like, you know, we watched that game and he gave up two of the touchdowns was him. You know, he got burnt on that last second mm-hmm. play in the first half. It's like, it's, and then we saw this big re-signing for a one year, like 5 million deal. We're like, what? 
I mean, and that's the thing too, is like, I see, I went back and forth on that. I'm like, you know, let's not live in the moment of like recency bias. Cause that's what we do in 2021, right. With social media or highlights or the way we ingest content. Like if you would have made that play in week two and they would have started with the season one and one or something like no one would have remembered that yeah. he could have an incredible game in the NFC championship. No one would have said anything different. The other thing is too, like there's two other things. One, you Patrick Peterson, great player, one of my favorite corners probably in the last, you know, 10, 15 years. Like he got paid nine, 10 million to come play for the Vikings. Like talent-wise, I think Patrick Peterson's a lot better, but he's you know getting long in the tooth. So you'd have to pay a guy a couple extra million. That's a top talent or was a top talent. Also, like to put in a new corner into an off a defense is really, really tough. Like it's not easy. And we have a new defensive coordinator in Joe Barry. So it's like maybe it would have worked at the same time anyways. Like I, I still think they'll draft a cornerback, but again, rookie cornerbacks plug and play, not a real oh. thing. Like that rarely ever happens. Oh, yeah. So I, I, was I, was I happy keg with the re-signing? No, but I understand it was like, okay, this is safe. Like this is a safe bet. We're, we're going to be, we're going to be yeah. set and it wasn't expensive. Yeah. I was cool with it. I mean, we, we went back and looked and apparently he was the best caller. Uh, in 2019 in the red zone defense. So, you know, he, he obviously is, you know, okay. I mean, his stats last year weren't as good, but, mm-hmm. you know, there's obviously some plus points of him and that's why mm-hmm. he signed. I mean, the question I wanted to ask is, obviously, you drafted Jordan Love last year. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that really spurred Aaron Rodgers on to this MVP season that he had? Dude, you, you, you've been reading the headlines just like everyone else last well, year. Exactly, yeah. do, do I, I mean, so here's the thing, like... I know Rodgers is obviously class anyway, but... Yeah, like, so... So here's the thing with that, like David Bakhtiari, um, he was the first one to ever say anything publicly. And this was like hours after they drafted him. I think it was like in maybe like the NFL live, they had like the whole Zoom situation and everyone's reacting. And they asked David Bakhtiari, he's like, you know, you've played with dude long enough. Like, is this going to light a fire under his butt? And he's like, honestly, he's such a professional. If that's, if we needed to draft someone to do that, like he's, he's not the guy anyways, like if you're like you should never really i mean if anything it's like it's an asset to the the quarterback room you pair him with tim boy who's a veteran like maybe there's some youth that you can pull from jordan love maybe he sees something different maybe you can mentor him which helps you become a better teacher or leader but like if you're if you're not looking full steam ahead to like just be the best that you can possibly be and like compete against the Lamar Jackson's, the Deshaun Watson's, the Patrick Mahomes's of the world. Like, if you're worried about like this rookie quarterback, and you're like, it's it's tough. So like, uh, and he said that like he came out and said that I think maybe on the Pat McAfee show or something else. But like he was like, not really. Like it didn't really do much. And then even even so, like it it sucked that we didn't have preseason because I was super excited to see what uh Jordan Love could do right and like we didn't have any of that and all the buzz around Green Bay whatever people were getting unlimited access was like Jordan didn't look very good like that's that's the consensus thus far he looked like shit like he didn't he didn't throw very well he didn't his mechanics were off uh, but we saw Aaron Rodgers do the same damn thing when he was drafted so we'll see what happens but um I think it was it might have added a little more fun to the locker room. I know the guys, uh, Aaron talks about a lot. Like, you know, they had the the gold member, the gold zone thing break out this year with uh, Nathaniel Hackett. They do some other cool traditions within the quarterback room that's been established since, I mean, Brett Favre was there. So I think that fraternity type thing, maybe bringing new blood in. But no, if, if, he, if he needs Jordan Love to push him, I'm, uh, he's, not, he's not my favorite guy anymore. Delay of game. Five-yard penalty. 
Yeah, I mean, it's sort of early as well. I mean, for me, Rodgers isn't—he's not finished in the next sort of two or three years, is he? So it's early to draft that sort of guy it in the is. first round when you've got a player of his ability. Like, he's going to waste his whole rookie contract. And mm-hmm. yeah, it is. I mean, <laughs> the other guy that played really well last year apparently was uh, Jenkins. He played in all positions on the line, apparently, which yeah. is quite interesting, dude. <laughs> Elton Jenkins is the guy. Like when they oh, drafted Bravo, him, man. Pro, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like he yeah. is the he's the dude. Like they drafted him two years ago, and I'm like, center Texas A and I'm like, all right, I get, I, I guess. Like yeah. <laughs> that's fine. And then as it progresses, you're like, oh, that's right. He, he did play multiple positions at A and M or Mississippi State. Was it which, whichever one? I'm like, yeah. okay, that's cool. That's cool. And then all of a sudden, he like he played everywhere like the versatility that you get from an offensive lineman like that is so rare and Brian Gutekunst and Matt LaFleur have really done that with everyone that they've brought in there they drafted three rookie linemen last year I think two out of three for sure can play multiple positions um Billy Wagner can play right guard right tackle Billy Turner um so like they they have versatility everywhere and like We've dealt with injuries across the board when it came to, uh, you know, our tackles, centers, guards over the years. So, like, just to have that versatility is is huge. And I, I don't know. It's – Elton Jenkins, to me, is – like, he's going to be there for a long, long time. I think it made it even easier with Corey Lindsley going off um, and getting his contract. Shout out to him. Yep. Gets to go to L.A., gets to get paid a crap ton of money, gets to play with Brian Bulaga, his old teammate – Good for him, but it made it really easy when you have Elton Jenkins. You're like, eh, if we need him at center, we can put him at center if um, this other player doesn't work out. So it's, yeah, Elton's going to turn into one of those dudes. I think this this third year, I mean, people started recognizing him a little bit more, especially in that um, NFC or NFC uh, divisional game. He's yeah. chipping, getting chippy with Aaron Donald, but I think even more so now in his junior season now, he's going to really establish himself as not only like one of the top offensive lineman like in the the conference like he's he's vying for like he's gonna be on the radar for everyone just because of that versatility yeah no it makes sense i think he yeah he just completely like you said i think it's fair it is actually more rare than you think you get the old guy that can i mean i mean the one guy i think that's sort of in the draft this year someone like vera tucker who could who can play sort of like swing tackle but he mm-hmm. he's built for the inside like he's not really built for tackle like in just terms of what he is um, and it is rare, like you say, if you can get a guy that can just move up and down the line. Because you know, the day the way this this game goes, you get you get injuries all the time, especially you know linemen, mm-hmm. especially when linemen go down. If it's a bad injury, they're going to be out a while. So it's just sort of a case of where, yeah, it's a very valuable piece to have. So he could be, he's going to be. I don't think it's going to be the first time he's going to be moved around a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it it could work out like that, which is always always a good asset to have. I mean, your sort of your cap situation next year is not looking not looking great, and I mean, going forward, it's looking even worse. To be honest, I mean, next season you're sort of currently sort of two point seven million in the red. If this is updated, I mean, you're probably going to have to move on some guys or restructure some guys here. I mean, is there anyone here that has been talked about as a casualty? Dude, they've been they've been getting pretty dicey with it, guys. Mm. Like they've been moving some stuff around where it's like, I mean, they've restructured Billy Turner, Adrian Amos. Uh, David Bakhtiari, uh, Preston Smith, Zaria Smith. Like, they've literally restructured mm. everyone that makes money, uh, yeah. big money on this team. Um, I don't know if you guys are – you probably aren't. I'm not – like, uh, Ken Ingles is a guy that uh, – at Ken Ingles, I-N-G-A-L-L-S. He's, like, 
our cap guru when it comes to the Packers. Yep. He is like, he like goes back and forth with like people. He's like, eh, no, you're actually off by like $500,000. Like he's, he's pretty good. Like, and he was like, yeah, they basically have to restructure this, this, and this, like, and they restructured Rogers. Like, I don't know what else they could do to get more under the cap. He currently has it. And I know you guys are using over the cap. I like yeah. over the cap too. I like spot rack spot racks, not as effective with the cap, but like he has them right now as of March 17th, which isn't as updated as obviously recording this right now, but like he has them at minus a million and a half. I think, is that what he's looking at that we have free? So but again, that could be – and it, like he also factors yeah. in like he, he will exclude money out of that where he's like, oh, this money's already dictated towards signing the draft class. This yeah, money's exactly dictated. Yeah. I mean, so, you're going to need $9 million for the draft class this exactly, year. Exactly, so exactly. You so, still need that money to – you know, so as this, so right? as I'm as I'm hearing mm-hmm. deflecting your your uh, your question a little bit, Keg. Uh, yeah, we're in trouble, dude. Like that's it's <laughs> not an easy. Like they've done a lot of work. Like they've done it. They've moved a lot of stuff around. They've you know transferred mm-hmm. dividends. They've transferred interest. They're doing all this of converting stuff into like future cap. But like it's still it's still an absolute uphill battle. And shout out to Russ Ball. Like he's he's the man when it comes to this contract stuff for the Packers. And I, to be honest, I didn't think. Going into this offseason, I expected Preston Smith to be released. I expected mm-hmm. Kevin King to be gone. There's no dream that I ever had that I thought Aaron Jones would come back. And those three things happened, among other possible transactions. But those are the three big ones. And for better or for worse, like I, I think it kind of just shows where the Packers are. They're like, we're in, we're all in right now. Like we have kind of three years to win based off of, and I've been saying this for two years now, like with Rogers's contract with Goody coming in with uh, Matt LaFleur, like, especially now, even you go get back, bring Aaron Jones back. Like there's just a lot that tells you like we're in win now mentality. We need to get to a super bowl. NFC championships are crazy to say it like the standard now, but like, yeah, we have three more years to really try to push through it without that. We're it's everything else is an L and then we scrap it and possibly start over. Yeah, I mean, yeah. even next year, I mean, you've got all these players to resign next year. You've got Devontae Adams to resign, you've got Trevor Alexander, mm-hmm. and pretty much you've spent all of your money for next year. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be tough moving forward, I think. Extremely. And I thought that was, I thought Jair Devontae would have been one that would have happened this offseason. It still might. They yeah. do that. The Packers do yeah. that. Yeah. They're, they're, it's, it's fun when you have a team like the Green Bay Packers that has so much history. Not only that they're just an incredible team that started in the 20s, but like you can kind of see trends. I love that when sports, you can kind of like it makes our jobs easier, right? We can predict stuff and we can like sound really, really smart when we're talking to our buddies over a, a pint or whatever it is. But like, like the Packers are known for signing a guy before he's on his last year of his contract. Yeah. Like that's their thing. They're like, we're going to sign the guy because if he balls out, then he's going to go to the open market and we're going to have to pay more for him. Like we sign him ahead of time we're yeah. safe if he gets yeah. injured yeah. we still sign him for cheap like it's it makes sense so i'm surprised it have hasn't happened yet there's not a lot of guarantees in life but i would almost guarantee that they extend one of those two guys who it is i would probably go jair but i mean both are incredible talents on either side of the ball yeah i think yeah i think it's good you touch upon that like the fact that that sort of a trend they do as well it's like right well if we get them up now and let's not be disrespectful even if that one of them suffered a season-ending injury. Knock on wood, it doesn't happen. They're going to get signed because they're just—they've just—they've proven themselves. They're all pros, you know. That that you know, there's nothing to be sniffed at with the pair of them. So it does make complete sense. I mean, as much as I love Devonte Adams, I can see why you're leaning towards corner because 
it, it's quite a good position to need. And no disrespect, like Devontae Adams is amazing. Adam Rogers has proven though he can just throw it to anyone. In, in, in a in a way, I'm not declining any not talent of Devontae Adams because he is unbelievable. But if you've got someone else in, I'm sure Aaron would make it work in, in mm-hmm. respect. Hundred percent. I mean, what sort of areas are you sort of short then this year? I mean, you haven't done an awful lot of business, I don't think, have you? I mean, I'm not sure how many players you brought in, but mm-hmm. you haven't been that active. I mean, where are you still short? Is there anywhere to still improve on? I mean, there's not uh, there's, an awful lot of leads. Yeah, there's always room for improvement, right? Mm. This is professional sports. There's only so many limited spots. Yeah. I would think right now, spots to improve on or let's just say a question mark would be center. Like, who's taking over for Corey Lindsley? That's number one. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think we're pretty set offensively. People are pretty, pretty gung ho on getting another receiver. I don't see how that's that that huge of a need. Uh, Devin Funches is coming back after he opted out last season. Um, we have tight ends that play really well. You know, Aaron Jones isn't a running back; he's a weapon. He can catch the ball too. So, like, yep. I think we're we're set there. If they want to go out and draft a receiver later on, cool. How much they're going to contribute? Not sure. Um, but it's it's really defensively to me, like who is that number three corner or that potential number two corner taking over for Kevin King at some point or getting the reps um, really anyone that they thought could do that. Josh Jackson, Chandon Sullivan, um, there's a couple other dudes out there like Josh Jackson's okay. And all I loved him coming out of Iowa. Like I was stoked when they got him in the second round, but like he just hasn't proven to be anything what he looked like in Iowa. It's just, it is what it is. Um, so someone in the secondary, I don't know if it's a nickel corner. I don't know if it's a, you know, a hybrid safety type guy to play down the box and like, you know, sub packages. Um, but the main two positions I really, really want are interior linebacker and also a defensive lineman. Now the problem is when we go back to trends is like, we have a new defensive coordinator, Joe Barry. I liked his press conference, a lot of good energy likes hustle, likes guys to be enthusiastic, is going to bring out the personalities we have on this defense with Sedaria Smith, Jair Alexander, etc. However, like, what does he value? Like, does he value interior – does he value inside linebackers? Mike Pettin really didn't. Like, that was pretty – that was pretty apparent. Um, does he value – I mean, I, from what I've heard, he I forget the term that he uses. I want to say it was like a star player, a special player, a gold player, something like that. There's a, a position in the secondary that is like – this is the hybrid guy. This guy plays down in the box. This guy can line up on the safety. This guy can cover the, the Travis Kelsey's, the George Kittles of the world, et cetera. So like he values the secondary more than, you know, similar to his, yeah. his, who he took over for. So uh, defensive lineman's great. I really think that it, it, I think they have to do that almost defensive line. I just, it seems like I've been beating my fists for like two years and they haven't done it. Um, the, the main reason I want them to do that is, for one, Zadarius Smith doesn't have to play with his hand in the dirt as often then. Number two, you're also letting Kenny Clark kind of be the guy. Like he, Kenny Clark is an incredible talent, young guy. We're going to have him on this team for many, many years, I hope and assume. But like he gets double teamed so freaking much that like he can't be a disruptor of what he's supposed to be. So I think if you just get another huge person next to him like i'm talking like a 6'2 6'3 330 guy that just can take up space like and they've tried that they dabbled with that um you know damon snacks harrison they brought in and he was okay like but he's not what he used to be um they just resigned tyler lancaster today which like i guess started a small brush fire with packers twitter they're all 
pissed about that but it's like <laughs> what do you like what do you want them to do man like i i don't it's not that big of an issue so i think it's just a matter of what joe barry wants and i think if i had to guess i think they're gonna let joe barry kind of dictate a couple moves in the draft like we're gonna let him go get his guy and they've done that before with um with Matt LaFleur. They've done that before with Mike Pettin. They've done it with other coordinators in the past. Like let him go get his guy. Let him kind of, you know, die on that sword, if you will, um, if it doesn't work out. Um, so I'm excited to see what defensive talent they bring in because Rayshon Gary, Preston Smith, when he's, you know, in football shape, Zadarius mm-hmm. Smith, when he's being a stud, we have some talent at linebacker across the board, see what shakes out. That secondary is great. But like, if you can get a I know it's so tough to get a day one starter on defense from the draft, but it would be awesome. Like we would, I think we wouldn't uh, have that slip through our fingertips, if you will, in the NFC championship game going forward. On sportsmanlike conduct, 15 yards. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, if we touch on the draft, I mean, my, my last mock I did, I had um, Barbour yeah. falling to you okay. um, at 31, which I'm not convinced he will fall to 31 because he seems to be the best sort of, inside defensive lineman in the in the draft sort of thing but mm-hmm. I mean obviously in that AFC Championship game they ran the ball against you a lot and mm-hmm. I sort of saw that and corner as your main two sort of spots because there's quite a lot of guys I think in this draft at corner that are sort of yes. first round second round sort of where you're picking you know prime candidates for that sort of area mm-hmm. I mean who's your sort of ideal pickup in the draft player was Dude, I honestly have no idea. Like, I, I'd be <laughs> lying if I would make up a name because one, yeah. I like last year, I told this story the other day to someone. It was funny. Like, I went in last year after investing a lot of time into the draft and analyzing it and figure out what they needed to be like, you know, I'm really happy with, and I've already said these positions inside backer, uh, a hybrid type uh, defensive back guy, interior lineman, receiver. I was cool with all that. And like, I even set myself up. I'm like, okay best player available what you know trust the process i was like yeah i was trying just to feed as much kool-aid into my system as possible to like to believe in it and like they drafted jordan freaking love and like yeah. i was just like i was like i i did all this self-talk and all this therapy beforehand and i was let down <laughs> drastically so like part of me to be honest has like put the draft on a little bit of a back seat because i'm trying yeah. to see what they're still shaking out to do um there's a couple linebackers i've seen that have been falling to us i i would love a corner i think like you said there's some really quality corners out there uh patrick Sertan would be an incredible play like he seems like he's going later in in most rounds which is would be awesome um you know i'm i think we maybe i i don't think i'm the only one but i think we're a lot of us are uh are biased when it comes to a, a former player that has a son in the league like yeah. where it's like you see that name and especially if it's a junior it's like oh man he's got to be really good like <laughs> so it's it maybe it maybe i'm maybe i'm playing off that too but um i'd i'd be cool with really anything that we can get a plug and play starter like i said i said that earlier like it's that's never a guarantee there's so much draft and development yeah. going on in this league at this point it, it's just not a thing um i you know i anyone that's going to come in and compete for a spot and just just want to just buy in that's really what it is and the packers yeah. do a hell of a job of surprising us like i mentioned elton jenkins yeah. never saw that coming but he's turned yeah. into an absolute stud yeah yeah and i completely agree like you know obviously taking jordan love i can see how that would be i mean we're falcons fans and sure. if we take a quarterback this year i think i'm gonna be exactly the same next year i'm gonna be like that well i don't want to know this year you know what i mean like, yeah obviously i've done all of this you've, last year you've invested a lot of time in tape i know you've, you've invested a lot more time than yeah. me at the moment so and you're like yeah i can imagine why that would piss you <laughs> off um yeah it, it's quite a lot that you touched on Matt, because yeah i think 
I think it's very good that we touch upon corners because they, you know, with how the process works, drafting a corner that can, okay, it's very well, well and good starting them, but them having success or a very decent amount of success, it is very difficult. I mean, we, we you know, a prime example for us, we had AJ Terrell who, mm-hmm. it's okay. We chucked him in the deep end, you know, we needed to. We had no one on the back end. We don't work even more now so that we left to our safety go. But it's mm-hmm. just a case of where it takes so much time on a secondary basis, you know, and, and, and these guys are going up against some of the best receivers in the league, you know, and, and I mean, no, I mean, you're going to be playing someone like Justin Jefferson twice a year. That's going to be hard, you know, st- mm-hmm. you know, the guy absolutely was a menace last year um, for his rookie year. But yeah, I think it's, it's, I think if you can get like a contributor on defense, I think it's a good point on defense. Like I say, your offense is pretty set. Aaron Rodgers is just going to take off, picked up where he left off. The offense is fine. Don't fix what's not broke. Like, you know, in that respect, but defensively, yeah, if, even if you can just get someone that can contribute like just enough, you know, even if it's a guy that that is on the line or it is a corner that maybe you don't play him on the outside straight because you've re-signed Kevin King, play him in the slot, you know, something like that that can just sort of ease, ease them into it. But like you said, it's such a fine line. We all know, you know, we've, I mean, teams, most teams have had, have had success in the league and then it gets taken away from them, you know, like the win, the Super Bowl window can be taken with you just like that. So, it's so difficult because, like you say, it is pretty much like a Super Bowl or bust mm-hmm. time for mm-hmm. Green Bay right now. I mean, it is, it, it, it is very and very much like that. Of course, Aaron Aaron Rodgers, you're always going to have a chance, like no matter what, you know, no matter what the defense is like. He's played with defenses that have been, you know, not as great as like they've had over the years. But it's it is interesting. I mean, yeah, but I, mean, I mean, I can imagine for you, it's it's quite a frustrating time because you're like, we are so close, and Aaron Rodgers is obviously more than capable of winning another title you know mm-hmm. like it's not out of the question like I, I can imagine it being quite frustrating to be perfectly honest yeah and they call that i mean and i gotta correct myself it's not patrick sertan he's gonna go early it's asante samuel jr so another junior. former yeah, player yeah, yeah. regardless mm-hmm. cornerback's important plug and play is very tough but like like you said it's like um i think the analogy is perfect if i, I imagine you guys have played sports at some point like they call it like yeah. when you're pressing too much you, you want to press like you just want to vary like you're you're too intense whether you're gripping the baseball bat super strong or you're like you're not feeling the basketball right or whatever you're pressing you're thinking too much and like mm-hmm. i think as packer fans i think we're pressing we're just like very like anxious and nervous and like we realize this outside chatter some of it nationally is true like is aaron Rodgers' career being wasted thus far i'm gonna say no because there has been success but like getting one super bowl and all the talent he's had on his team thus far, like you could easily make that argument. Um, so it's, you just want it so bad that like you just kind of squeeze it and it just crumbles in your fingers and you're left with, I don't even know what that looks like. I mean, I suppose it's probably where you've got so close as well. So many times, I mean, how many championship games is it now? Like, is it four or five? I mean, since, since the last Super Bowl, let's see, it would have been, well, the Seahawks one, which was an absolute disaster. Um, three three at least that i can think on top of my head i'm sure i'm missing one but yeah it's it's too many <laughs> i mean yeah, if you yeah. are you are you sort of like trade up trade down in the draft do you sort of have any opinion on sort of which to go or is it a completely situational i mean you haven't got an awful lot of leads so why not trade up and get someone that can really sort of help you out next season yeah no i'm never i'm never uh um 
not trade down or not trade back or only, you know, I, I think whatever fits the situation, right. Is what you do. Like they've done it before both different ways. I think in the Ted Thompson era, um, he recently just passed away. So rest in peace, Ted Thompson, but like he was more of like a trade back dude. And I mean, he will be always known for two things, one drafting Aaron Rodgers, And then also the, uh, the TJ Watt, Kevin King could have, would have should a situation like he'll be known for that. So, um, I have friends of mine that are huge trade back guys like let's take these seven picks and turn them into 12 picks or like let's take these 10 picks and turn them into six picks like i i don't really care like wherever you find talent on your draft board is where you go and grab that guy if there's pockets that maybe you're drafting at 29 but you see that there's like an absolute drop of talent at 24 and there's not good value up until 40 like well you have two options either trade back or you trade up and like that's situational that is only there's 32 different organizations that can figure that out because they all value things differently right um i really don't care i like i'm a big value guy when it comes to a lot of things in life and i think drafting is one of them like that's that's super important like you want to be able to not reach for a guy um you want to be able to find someone maybe he maybe don't have a spot for him yet um but it's like he's too good of a talent too good of a competitor, too good of a football player to let sit on the board in the third round or whatever the case may be. So, um, like I said earlier, the Packers are damn good at evaluating um, personalities, um, damn good at evaluating, you know, football pedigree. So I always trust them with that. Rarely do they get a guy that's got, you know, there's been the times where they've drafted a couple guys where just kind of knuckleheads off the field didn't pan out. Um, Good talent. Maybe they thought they could work with them. Um, And they've have done that for a lot of guys, but Overall, I'm I'm very, very fluid when it comes to trading up, trading back. It's just a matter of yeah. who that ends up being. And uh, that that's really what it comes down to, because then we'll critique it even worse if it's uh yeah, it's not yeah. the right player. <laughs> just puts a little bit more pressure on. But yeah, I mean yeah. I think that's a you know, that's a great way to look at it. I mean, we've had a lot of people on that are sort of like completely trade down and I think like you say, if there's value at 20 but there's not value at 29 get to 20 you know or Mm -hmm. go back to 40 like you say so I think that's Mm -hmm. that is a perfect way of looking at it I mean Mm -hmm. if we go on to sort of next season then so what's your sort of prediction obviously you've got this division is not very strong if I'm honest like NFL wise I mean obviously you are the strongest team in it I think Vikings look quite good Mm -hmm. Lions I can't really see them winning the game next year if I'm honest I mean Goff Mm -hmm. is just a complete downgrade on Stafford and yeah, and then the Bears, you know, haven't got a quarterback. They so. got, they got, they got Andy Dalton, man. Come on, <laughs> come some slack. I mean, it's, what sort of record do you see you having? I honestly, like, I, you know, I have to look at the schedule first. That's important. Um, mm. I know the the opponents are out, um, but the actual solidified schedule, home away, everything else, I don't think it is solidified yet. I haven't really looked at the schedule yet. I kind of wait until it's for yeah, sure released yeah. at the end of April. Um, yeah. so it's tough to say. I would say. I would say 12 and four, 13 and three. Um, I don't see us dropping a game in the division. Like you had mentioned, like, you know, we, we like, I, you know, I like um, competition because it makes just like you mentioned earlier, Jordan love coming to the, the, the quarterback room. Like that's good. That's good competition. Like you want that. You want your division to be strong. Like you want to play it. Cause you play those teams six times. Like you want there to be good competition. So I would never want, you know, teams to be bad but it's like it is fun as a Packers fan and to hear the Bears fans and the Vikings fans piss and moan and think they know everything like I I go back and forth with Bears and Vikings fans and they're two different breeds by the way like they're not they're very very similar but 
completely different than each other. So um, I'd be shocked if we drop a game in the division. Dan Campbell, I hope he can turn Detroit around. What they're doing seems like they're just throwing a lot of stuff at the wall and hoping it sticks. I I appreciate your support for Matt Stafford. I think he gets no love throughout this league. Um, Jared Goff was handed a silver spoon and kind of just wasn't the guy. It sounded like him and Matt, him and Sean McVay just weren't like after the, apparently after the Super Bowl, they just like had a falling out and, you know, good, good for Stafford. He can, he can go figure things, some figure stuff out. He moves to LA. Um, you know, he's had some stuff, tough off the field stuff with his wife and his family. So he's in a way better position. Good for him. Sucks to be Jared Goff. Really bad situation. Lions are going to be terrible. You said win no games. I haven't even considered that as a possibility, but it really, really could be. That could be an option. And boy, oh boy, that's rough. Um, Bears fans, more specifically, like we said, the Bears, like, see what happens with them. They're all over the board. I have no idea what to expect out of them. I think it's been an absolute just they just haven't really i mean ryan pace or gm just hasn't admitted like hey i screwed up with trubisky like he hasn't been like hand up i messed up like he's still like he is still riding with that guy and like the guy's gone now you can yeah yeah. you could openly say you could openly say you know what hand up i screwed up but like he's gonna lose his job then so like no one's gonna trust him um yeah and andy dalton can't be your starting quarterback like no no offense to the red rifle but like He's uh, not a top 32 no. dude in the league. He's just not. Like, he's a good backup. Um, yeah. Minnesota is like that. You never know what you're going to get from Mike Zimmer team. Like, Mike Zimmer is like an old school football coach. He wants to run the ball first. That's why Kevin Stefanski. Like, that's a whole other saga. But, like, Vikings, I think they're going to be okay. I know they need help. Um, their front seven all of a sudden was, like, one of the best in the league. And all of a sudden, a few years later, it's just horrendous they don't have that as a staple anymore um offensively they figured their offensive line out a little bit last year i don't think it's back to where it needs to be but it's better um a healthy delvin cook is terrifying for packers fans for the entire league he's really really good um justin jefferson as you guys mentioned and him and adam thielen that's going to be solid um kyle rudolph is no longer there which is interesting so they're definitely giving the reins to irv smith which i thought was long overdue he's a stud but you know, long-winded answer. We're winning the division. Like that's really what it is. Like I, I could be a, I could be a Falcons fan. I could be a Patriots fan. I could be whoever I'd look like Packers are winning the division again. Yeah, yeah. Um, But it's, it's what you get into the second season. The second season is a playoff. So, you know, if Tom Brady's still balled out in Tampa Bay, like that's still got to go through Tampa Bay. Like it yeah. is, it is scary. It's scary. Like, it we got to so. play them twice in the regular season. So <laughs> right. yeah, like, we're, we're screwed off that, you know, so yeah, you know, that's that's always terrifying. And the fact is, they brought the band back. So, I mean, there is a very good chance it could be, uh, you know, 2.0. It could be the same matchup again. Like, I, I would never rule that out. 100% if I had no. to put a prediction on it. Would they, I would never rule that out at all. I you know, know. there's obviously going to be team sniffing, but it, it could happen. It could, it could happen. Yeah. I mean, what about you, Midge? I mean, what, what I know you're a bit higher on the Vikings, but not obviously not to win the division. But No, I, I like, um, I think, um, they they got a little bit of the injury bug last year defensively, mm-hmm. um, more to the front. Obviously, offensively, you know, I think uh, just sort of for their, you know, I won't go try going back to much. I think Kirk Cunz is a little bit underrated in, in in respect to what he's done to like other guys have done, like in, in all respects to him. I know Cap, Dalvin Cook's a stud. That is, I think that's massively helped him. Mm-hmm. I mean, his stats were pretty good last year, you know, in terms of what he was doing, but. 
yeah, defensively they had the injury bug. I, I like, like you say, I think Mike Zimmer's a good coach. I think they're they're sort of in that stability type thing. I think they've got some nice pieces there that are not gonna like upset you, but they're gonna, you know, they're gonna be an issue. They're gonna be hot. You know, they're gonna be some yeah. tough games, but you're gonna get Absolutely. that. You're gonna get that. But yeah, I've, I mean, you're here on the nail head. I think, but but it's got to be at least. I mean, minimum I could see you guys doing. Maybe if you dropped a couple, dropped the ball a couple of times, and. I don't know, like lose what? I mean, well, I've got to get the record right now because it's now 17 games, so it would technically be like, cool. what, 12, 12 and 5 maybe or 11 and 6? I forgot like, about that, which is a whole yeah, other you know. layer that's come on the last couple of days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's, exactly. that's going to be a tough because you're actually, you've got to play a team that won the AFC division as well. So yeah. I'm not sure which division <laughs> yeah. you're matched up with, but... I think it might be the, the North, AFC North, maybe. Yeah, no, we we play the Chiefs. That is our uh, we oh, play the Chiefs yeah. in yeah. in Kansas City. That is our week <laughs> week eighteen or whatever it is game. So yeah, that's a great one to yeah. finish the season on. Just trying to get real smooth yeah. sailing into the playoffs. Oh yeah, but it's it's hundred percent. I mean, double digits. I mean, it, it, I it, I think it'll be enough to win the division. I can't yeah. see why it would unless Minnesota really. Take... really should, no, I can't. But I can't see it either. Like no, unless. Knock on wood, a bad injury happens, or you get the injury bug like like the Niners did, like drastically last year. You know, something like that. Um, but other than that, the division's yours. And, and to be honest, you've proven when Aaron Rodgers is on his game, you can beat the number one defenses in the league as well. Right. So this team has the window right now. So mm-hmm. I, I never will agree, Brad, especially when Aaron Rodgers is there. So it it just sort of makes sense on that one. To be perfectly honest, I can't. Definitely. I can't. Can't see it any other way, Matt. But uh, <laughs> on that note, uh, we'll cap it off there. I mean, Matt, we really appreciate you coming out and taking the time out to talk to us. Obviously, you're a busy man, and we've been going through all the teams on off-season tour, but we really, really appreciate you coming on and taking the time to, to chat with us today. No, I appreciate you guys having me on. You guys seem like you do your research after I listen to some of your podcasts uh, from other teams that you interview other people that are out there. You guys seem like it's impressive when you know I'm a huge NFL like I just love it. I breathe it. I love it's just I love Madden as a football game. I love the sport. I love I spend 12 hours every Sunday watching football, but it seems like you guys do your research on each team, so I appreciate you doing the 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 research on the green and gold for me and um please have me on anytime you want, but uh go Packers and I hope you guys, you know, have a better season with Atlanta. I've, you know, I I think <laughs> things will get better at this at some point, but it's been a, it's been a tough go ever since that Super Bowl run. Um yeah. Yeah. it is what it is. So- Tell us about it. It can't get much worse. (laughs) No. (laughs) But no, I really appreciate it, Matt. On that note, listeners, thank you very much for listening. I'll be tagging Matt's socials and everything that he's associated with in our posts when this is posted. But thank you very much again, guys. Take care, stay safe, and catch you next time.